Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a palace right here. The late night flight is paid for by the following. On the next episode of That's My Backup. <laughs> we got to get to this next topic about Clarence Thomas. So February Black History Month, Clarence Thomas, a famed Supreme Court justice. Amazon Prime has a documentary about Clarence Thomas, which you might want to check out in, fe- on, in February or any month. Well, if you try to go to Amazon Prime to watch the documentary about Clarence Thomas and his time on the Supreme Court and his nomination, this is what currently pops up on your screen. It says, this video is currently unavailable to watch in your location. Now, Rachel, we've reached out to Amazon for a statement, no statement yet. Uh, but think of, think of it the other way around. If a prominent liberal, black liberal on Black History Month was canceled or pushed out of, Fox, say, Fox Nation or some platform, it would be outrage. But here, quietly, no more Clarence Thomas. Yeah, I mean, they try to kick him out of the African-American Museum at the Smithsonian as well. Um, I actually saw this documentary before it was removed, before it was censored. And I have to tell you, it's phenomenal. It's beautifully shot. Um, He's been a hero of mine for so long. I learned so much watching it. Um, One of the things that you would learn watching this documentary is that Joe Biden has a big role in what uh, Clarence Thomas called his uh, high-tech lynching. Hey, yo, what the f***? It's a bunch of us. I'm in the colony. Hold on. Everybody on a mountain. Everybody marching for a young nigga like me to get tsunami on it. I'ma get it. I'ma win a baby. I'll be on my curry till I crash a bird. 40 on it. Yeah, I'm acting nerdy. If it's at the appellation to the appellation, I'ma do whatever that it takes to make a black nation. Hold on. And now, here are your pilots, the informative Hanif Sowell and the greatest Henny Badger who has ever lived, Nassour Nuru. All right, so what we doing, cold intro? Yeah, uh, yeah, yep. Basically just did most of it, (laughs) but yeah. If you wanna talk about more other things with the full intro, you wanna do the um, Facebook questions, whatever you want. I'm just trying to pull up the stuff right now. Uh, what is it that you wanted me to look up though? While I was just Oh no, I was uh, Oh Biden, Biden. Yeah. Yeah, Biden's transgender uh Rand Paul called disgusting after attacking Joe Biden's transgender health. Oh, come on. Come on. I said Ted Cruz is Rand Paul. Word. Wait, so Dr. Rachel Levine, who is a transgender woman. Oh, so Dr. Rachel Levine used to be Dr. Ronald Levine, basically, you're telling me. Yeah. Okay. Who would be Mr. Biden's assistant secretary of health if confirmed by the state. But what's the problem, though? The transgender can't get a job? No, he's saying, Rand Paul is trying to say that he's that Secretary of Health is going to make it so that young kids could get gender reassignment surgeries. Oh, well, Joe Biden going to have to say this. Uh, excuse me, listen, sister, I'll let you have this job, but you ain't doing that and shut the up. Yeah, but, but we are in some funny times. No, you, you're the president. And if the, and if, and if the transgender person is going to be like, well, I'm going to tell ABC, I'm going to be like, all right. But listen, so say for instance, all right. Say, for instance, Biden does that Mm -hmm. and the LGBT community tells Biden, oh, we not supporting you anymore because you're homophobic. Okay. 
He's 81 he's, years he's old. He's not going to do that, though. I know. He's like, you got to be 81 about it and be like, so what? I'm out the door anyway. Yeah. I'm out the door. He's probably a one-term president. And guess what? I'm going to tell Kamala when she become president the same thing. Now what you going to do? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up and take this job, man. I'm about to pay you $150,000 a year. What? How many transgenders make $150,000 a year? What? Her, RuPaul, and the woman that plays uh, a transgender or, or a woman in uh, Orange is the New Black? Do Katie, Caitlyn Jenner make a lot of money? Oh, Kate, well, Caitlyn Jenner is money. Mm. I mean, she, I got to say she now, was on Wheaties in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Bruce Jenner, you know? Yeah, but that, I, I don't know that. No, I mean, that's... but that's As an now, Olympic athlete, mm. I'm sure that she had money... Yes. But like Kardashian money, I don't know. Uh, you know that Mama Kardashian is married to Bruce Jenner. Well, used to be. Right. Like I'm sorry, after Kardashian died, that big house is Bruce Jenner's stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't realize. I thought he was he was coming into their fold. You probably didn't pay attention to that because he wasn't black. So you didn't, you know. Uh see, I said. Yeah, see, if he was black, you would have been like, oh, you know. These Kardashians be coming up. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> That's crazy. See what white privilege do sometimes? Yesterday, I put on Facebook, if she lived her life like a neo-soul lyric, she's for the streets. I'm sorry. You got to say that one more time because I need, I need to put... I need to put... <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> Let's do it. Come on, do it again. Please, please, please. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So if she lives... Uh, yesterday on Facebook, I put up, if she lived her life like neo-soul lyrics, she's for the streets. <laughs> now, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? So neo-soul is if she wears waist beads, <laughs> if she you know, has a natural uh, hairstyle, if she lights candles and incense, she might smoke weed and easy water as opposed to blunts. Um, <laughs> I thought that was personally funny. Like, yo, it, it, like those sort of women that have that whole, you know, naturalistic, holistic vibe uh, to them, those women, I feel like, be for the streets. But what I also wanted to, to add is that me saying women are for the streets is equivalent to me saying women always cheat, right? I am attempting to normalize because these are the women that I gravitate towards. Listen, ladies, if you are sex positive, if you know who you are and you feel like you want to uh, enjoy your life and you know you don't need to be monogamous and you control your sexuality, holler at me. I'm into it. It's my thing. I'm not, I'm not shaming you. You know what I'm saying? I'm loving you. I'm giving you a space where you could be your natural self. So a lot of I get a lot of pushback because they'll be like, you think everybody for the streets and you think women always cheating in this and third. I ain't mad at you. Do it. Live your life, baby. I'm here for you. <laughs> so what's so what's the what's the main issue though? I, I don't get it. Like on on the women's angle, just because because here's my thing on Facebook or on social media, women they not only they get to dominate social media 
and get to set the tone and the precedence for it. But they get to man bash all day. And the Me Too movement has not only allowed that, but it has made it basically culture now. Mm. American culture to just man bash and say, I mean, like I don't mind the, the womanhood where it's like, I am sis and sis is me. That's cool, whatever. But when you talking about, sis, wake up. This man ain't He ain't doing right. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, yo, well, why you kissing on the man you got then? Be quiet. You know what I'm saying? Like, you wilding. This is, this is ridiculous communicative skills that's, that's being presented in front of my face. So, like, what say you to that, though? Um, I think it's all defense mechanism. I think we all get into this whole, you know, blame game and this whole gender war about yeah. who's right and wrong and what double standards should exist and all that. And we, we're forgetting that. We're supposed to be collaborating on this love thing. Right, right, we're right. supposed to be working together to try and be the best versions of ourselves with the people that we partner with and we, we bring into our lives. A lot of it is a hoarder mentality, right? It's a scarcity mindset. So when we go and we look out at the dating pool and we see what's available and what's not available, we like, yo, I got to snatch somebody up the quickest way that I can and I got to make this person just for me so that way I'm protected so mm. that I don't end up lonely in the future. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And we just trying to snatch the first person or you know the first people, group of people that fits our narrative that makes us feel safe. So why don't we, how about men and women not do that? We shouldn't do that. Yeah, just not do that. Yeah, you should. See, what I, I was thinking about this this morning. I think we think too far into the future. I think we should narrow our gaze to at this, this moment, you know what I'm saying? In the near future, how does this person make me feel? How does this person work in my current life as, as it pertains to me? And how can we grow and build and just make decisions daily on how we can be the best versions of ourselves or the best partners with another person? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you have that conversation like, listen, if we're going to do this whole exclusive thing, I'm not comfortable with you seeing other people. I'm not going to see other people and we're going to rock out like that. And let that be the, that, let that be it. You know what I'm saying? But... I just it's it, for me mm-hmm. trying to police who you who you spending time with or even knowing about who else you're spending time with well, is not something that is on my radar. Well, let's slow it down for a second because I, I would say that's a bad word. It's not about policing. It's again, you came to my house, Nassau. I want to talk to you about something. Okay. This is about sex. Let me get my condom. <laughs> she comes to the house. I got my condom ready. She's like, no, no, put the condom down. We ain't, I ain't trying to do that right now. That's something I really want to talk to you about. I'm like, what? Huh? What's going on? What's condoms? Huh? Anyway, so listen. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> there are uh, rubber lubricants, apparently, that help you uh, cease having pregnancies or uh, stop the risk of having HIV or AIDS or something like that, I believe. Interesting. Yes. So, or herpes, or herpes, which is forever, like luggage, I believe. Anyway, so, anyway, <laughs> she comes to your home and she says, put the condom down. I really want to talk to you. I know that I've been talking to other people and I know you've probably been talking to other people. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't, but we've been around each other for eight months. And I just want you to know, like, yo, I'm really like feeling you. I'm feeling you. I, I, I really want to be with you. I don't want to be with these other people. And she says that to me. 
I, I, you know, not to be funny, I'm going to ask her, like, well, listen, you want to be with me? I do want to be with you, too. But when the last time you was hanging out with these other guys, it's just you know, if I don't mind, I need to know this. I want to know. Hmm. Whatever answer she give me is whatever answer she give me. But realize that if it's some shit like, well, okay, I was hanging out with, you know, say with Jake like two weeks ago, I'm going to be like, no, listen, I'm not saying I'm saying no to you, but do you think that someone that you, that someone you tell them, you're telling the person that you want to be with, that you still kind of sort of hanging out with these other people. How am I supposed to trust you or believe that we should do some real shit? I know you're like, you're trying to compartmentalize by you're looking at me in my face. Like that shouldn't be any of your business, but yo, it has to be. Seriously, it doesn't have to be where you're policing her. It's just information that you need to have. Mm. Think about it. That's what dating is. Dating is collecting and gathering information. So I'm, we're still in the dating thing. I'm just collecting and gathering information. Now I know that if we ever got married and things don't go right, you can probably have a couple other people you just talking to and just break open that glass. And who, who knows? This is, this is, this is, see, my thing about being single in these relationships and you talking and meeting new people, it's not about who's right or wrong or who's pure or guilty. It's about the personality. That's why I love hypotheticals and icebreakers so much because you're learning personality. I can't tell you, because if I sit here and uh, I believe the word is pronificate, is that the word? Pro- pontificate. Pon- if I sit here and pontificate about how I want a woman to be or for me, women ain't going to like that. They're going to think that's just, that's too much for them. Because they like, this woman was like an angel. I ain't no angel. But hold on. You're presenting yourself as an angel. But now it's 2021. Women, they're presenting themselves as an angel physically, trying their hardest. Women don't even want to cook no more. I'm not, I'm not, ladies, don't kill me for that. I'm just making a point. Mm. Skill sets from men and women. Skill set. You know what I'm saying? They taught you how to cook. For whatever reason, that's none of my business. I'm just saying, skill set that most women, let's be honest, 84% of women, maybe 10, just know how to cook. It is a skill set. They don't want that no more. They dropped that skill set and threw some fake eyelashes on their face and said, I'm prettier. Mm. And I'm supposed to believe this. But the, what, what, what the prettiness have enhanced for the women is not only the confidence, but the ability to say, I'm going to talk to six men at the same time. Right. And that's fine. But again, it's choices and consequences. If you're going to talk to six men, you may have to give up your coochie to six different men all the time. And if you're okay with that, then you're okay with that. But realize this, the same way women talk to each other, men talk too. So when you're trying to get the seventh man that's in the same city, that seventh man may be like, no. Because I know Nassau, I know Hanif, I know this dude, I know Paul, I know Al Malik, and they all hit it. And if I can't just hit it, then I don't want it. But, 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 but I like what you do. Like, you're a teacher and, and like, you love children. And, yo, like, like, you spoke to my kids and my kids love you. And they, yo, they really, you really nice. And it's like, yo, but you for the streets. Mm. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pallet right here. Is the penalty for not paying your rent death? <laughs> Hey, Stu, your rent's due, mother And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs on me, you hear? Are you conscious? Shoot. <laughs> so look, Sean Douglas was arrested after he allegedly abducted two tenants he was unable to evict due to COVID-19 restrictions. <laughs> 
this mayor out of Albany, New York, got fed up and said he was going to take matters into his own hands and abducted and restrained 32-year-old male tenant and a 21-year-old female tenant uh, between 1 a.m. and 6 a.m. using zip ties. And then he took them to a cemetery at gunpoint. So... <laughs> I kind of want to laugh at that, but I—that's I, not nice. Let's, 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 let's let the story. Let's let the story unfold first. This is crazy. Yo, so I feel like this right, is a problem. We are in the month of February, which is odd because it feels like we we're losing two days this year. It's not a leap year, so tomorrow is going to be March first. And I just want to advise our listeners that maybe you should probably pay your rent on time this month because these landlords are frustrated. You know what I mean? I, I've had a bad tenant before. So I kind of resonate with the landlord, but... Wait, all right. So no, no, no. You, you didn't say nothing wrong. You, you're, this is just a perspective. I remember this story you told me about this person. Okay. So I'm going to have to assume that there was a moment in your mind, in your mind, you didn't do this physically, yeah. where you went in mind zip tying their hands and put them in the graveyard and had the... Had them at gunpoint. This is this is fact. The, yo, I'm 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 a nice guy. You know what I'm saying? My <laughs> my daughter's <laughs> mother at the time though was not so nice, and she like, yo, we sending the goons down there. You know what I'm saying? Hold on, hold we, the <laughs> phone. You ain't yo, bro. We know each other for a whole long time. You did not tell me that Mama D. Got on the phone and was like, yo, because if mommy D get on the phone and no, start, start. My mom, my daughter's mother. Oh, yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So she got a little mama D in her. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, she was she was ready to, but she was like, nah, we could we could send people down there and run up in there and da da da. And I'm like, I, I didn't want to take it there. I wanted to go like the the legal route, I guess. Um, <laughs> but I'm just saying that. As a as a landlord or a former landlord, I can understand this man's frustration, but he took it he took it way to the extreme. He was the punisher. I ain't mad. I ain't mad. It, it was it was a notice to quit for real. <laughs> 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 so hold on. So this dude is not in jail right now, though. Or yeah, just he aside? was he was arrested. He was charged with second degree kidnapping. Um, so he's awaiting trial. Are the tenants still getting to live at that apartment? Um, let me see. Because if they do, is it safe to say, do they technically have Stockholm Syndrome? Uh, <laughs> they probably got some sort of squatter's rights, though. Um, he, he was released on $50,000 bond. Um, the female victim freed herself and went and sought help at a nearby house. Uh... What about the dude? But it doesn't say, it doesn't say whether or not they're still living, able to live in the house or not. But I'm sure, I would hope that they were scared enough to be like, all right, we need to do something different. You know what I'm saying? Like not live there no more. Yeah, they got probably not live accommodations. Because I, I mean, I get the pandemic is hurt hurting people, right? But there have been programs that have been covering people's rent. Absolutely. So if you're not even, you know, on your hustle enough to even go do that, 
so that I can be taken care of and I'm eating this whole loss because you're living here for free. If I got a mortgage on the property or I use that income for some other expenses that I have, like, like, nah, I can't, I can't afford to do that. But whatever that you do, if you have your own apartment and you're low on rent and it's hard for you to pay every month, and I know you're not seeing your, you know, you're not seeing your normal friends every day. Whatever that you do, whatever you do, don't start a podcast as a uh, hustle, okay? That's not going to happen for you, all right? You got to find something that is much more tangible. <laughs> hey, yo, listen. Right? Yes. But then this, he talking about, he was mad at Arsenio Hall, Semi, for just sprucing up the apartment a little bit. Now, Arsenio Hall might have spent maybe six, seven grand at most on sprucing up that apartment. But Eddie tricked off 500,000 on some earrings. And listen, my man said he wanted to find his queen. If your queen isn't <laughs> worth $500,000, man, come on now. It's your queen, dog. <laughs> it ain't tricking if you got it, huh? <laughs> listen, if you got it, it ain't tricking. <laughs> Did Eddie Murphy make Coming to America 2 just so his daughter wouldn't be unemployed? Okay, so first of all, you gotta ask the same question in the future. Why do you why do you make a song every week? Is that to, you know, cover your child support? <laughs> you may have to ask Kurt Warner, professional NFL quarterback, Kurt Warner. You know how many kids he has? How many? He has eight kids. Really? Did you keep playing even when you was past your prom so you can get a quick 10 million so you can feed your family? Okay. Who else? Who else is running around here with a bunch of kids and, and has a good job? Well, Lil Boosie, I don't know if he has like a great job right now, but I mean, he's a rap artist. I'm pretty sure he's making some type of money. I mean, do you, do you not even try to do any other type of job because you're not that good of a rap artist, but you do it because it's enough to feed your children? Yeah. I mean, obviously coming... Well, first of all, coming to America number two is... Not only going to feed him, her, 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 him, him, all them kids he has, the baby right. mothers, all that. Man, it's going to be a cultural blast think for so. America. But more importantly, now that, now that we are talking about this question, I mean, to answer this question, I would say, no, he didn't make this movie to do that because that's what he got the Shrek money for. Mm. I mean, Shrek was huge, man. Um, I, I asked it because... One, he said he made his daughter audition for the role that she had in the movie. So it wasn't just like a whole like, all right, this is my movie. I'm going to put you in there. Now, granted, we all know that she would, if she was just average, he was going to hire her to do the movie. What, what character do she play in the movie, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, I got to look that up. All right, well, while you look that up, uh, I, I, I'll talk. I don't mind. So you're basically telling me that the daughter... Had to audition for a role. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know this. Eddie Murphy on a Johnny Carson show. This is in the 80s. This is when he was doing Beverly Hills Cop in 48 Hours. He talked about nepotism. Johnny Carson was like, I see all your family is, uh, you know, sitting out, you know, sitting on the stands, you know, all that good stuff. Matter of fact, it could have been David Letterman. It was one or the other. No, it was definitely Johnny Carson. And he said, I believe in my family doing all the jobs that I need. Security, accountant. I keep it in the family. I'm okay with nepotism. Mm. Get this. She's playing his daughter in the movie. 
So I guess the premise is that Prince Akeem and um, what was her name on? So wait, so, say, say it again. So he plays, so she plays what? Bella, his daughter, his 19-year-old daughter, Bella, is playing his daughter, Prince Hakeem's daughter, in the movie. One of three daughters. So apparently the premise of the daughter is, um, premise of the movie is, is that Prince Hakeem only had daughters with Lisa from the original. And because of that, there was no heir to the throne. But apparently, Eddie had a long-lost son, or Akeem had a long-lost son from Queens when he was back in New York. Now, I watched Coming to America, the original, recently, and I know the exact part where the son was conceived. Are you interested in knowing? Hell yeah, I'm interested in knowing. All right, so in the scene when Lisa had on diamond earrings and she found out that Akeem was a prince and that he chased her on the train, and then she threw the earrings at him and then she left. And the old lady was like, you know, I'll be your queen. Now, that's not his baby mother. But at that moment, Eddie or Akeem went and had a little quick one night stand with some woman that he met on that train. And that's when the baby was born. Oh, come on, yo. <laughs> come on, yo. Come on, what? <laughs> so after all of that chasing around, yeah, he thought it was done. He thought it was over. He like, yo, I got to go back to Zamunda tomorrow. I done came all the way over here. I ain't getting no, no sex. I'm going to just jump something off real quick. If you would like to be a guest on the late night flight, hit me in my Facebook DM at Hanif Sowell or email us at thelatenightflight at gmail.com. Where do you rank Black Thought in your top rappers list? Okay, he's top 30, all right? I'm going to answer that question right now. Top 30 for all you conscious rappers or fans of conscious rap. Y'all like, what? I'm about to explain something for a second. I'm going to tell you why. Because this is more about career, not about style and lyrics. Career, not style and lyrics. Can he rap? Absolutely. Do he rip songs when he's on it? Absolutely. He does that. The thing is this. What is The Roots most Im impressive for or popular for? Two things. Being the first, like, straight up all black act on a late night show. Okay. And then the second, well, that's the first thing, because let's be honest, late night television is still one of the biggest things that's in American culture, period. Mm -hmm. Even though it's more YouTubed than people actually watching it at that night, it's still the most popping, one of the more poppingest things in American culture. But the most, the second most important thing was, let's be honest, it was Jay-Z Unplugged. Jay, if I was Jay-Z, he should be buying Bentleys for every single member of the Roots Band from, from that year to at least the year 2030, okay? That made that album. What album was that he did? The, oh, that was, um, that was the blueprint. blueprint. Oh, my God. I personally believe that Unplugged show that he did with the Roots not only solidified Jay-Z as the best rapper you ever heard, but I think that's when I realized, oh, he about to take this business thing to a whole nother level. Because what street artist you knew was, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, LL did Unplugged too, and so did Lauryn Hill. And they were right. good. But when Jay-Z did it, it was a whole nother level. And the Roots, and the Roots did it with him. Yeah. I mean, Black Thought basically played a hype man. Right. 
This is somebody that, no disrespect to Jay-Z, who we all know and love, Black Thought is two times the lyricist Jay-Z is. Mm-hmm. But Jay-Z is the best rapper ever. Yeah. That's why technically yeah, yeah, yeah. he's number 26 to 28 for me. Yeah. What say you? All right. So the question actually comes from a recent tweet where someone was saying that Drake should not be classified as a lyricist in, in the same realm of people as Black Thought, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, and those sorts of folks, right? I, I would disagree with that. I understand what they're saying. I disagree with that, though. But go ahead. So what happened was somebody retweeted and said, who the hell is Black Thought? <laughs> so Black Twitter kind of went on the thing where it's like, what? If you don't know who Black Thought is, can you really say that you're a hip-hop fan? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So when you think about it, right? I agree with that. The Roots are an iconic hip-hop group. Now, granted, Black Thought, as I see him as a lyricist, when I listen to Black Thought, I'm like, yo, he be spitting. He can spit. You know what I'm saying? He spit. But I don't necessarily gravitate towards the Roots albums and projects either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't know what it is about, you know, just the type of music or whatever, because I like it when I hear it, but it's just not something that I'm... So let's, 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 let's talk to you for a second. Let's... let's... We're having a moment with Neef, okay? <laughs> All right. And Hanif, uh-huh. tell, tell me and tell the listeners, what type of hip-hop do you like? So I feel like my personality, mm-hmm. you would think that I'm uber conscious. You know what I'm saying? But I like gangster. I mean, you're from New Hope Village in Newark, New Jersey. I would go with the fact that you would like the gangster. All right, so you can understand that I like gangster. Absolutely, okay. yeah. But yeah, I like I like gangster music. You know what I'm saying? And it's not necessarily aside from I, I I do appreciate a good lyricist. Don't get me wrong. I love Hove. I love Big. I love Nas. You know what I'm saying? I love all the people who you would think Kooji rap. All the people who you would think are lyricists. Yes, I'm happy but, you said Kooji rap. He goes hard. But go ahead. But I do appreciate Styles P. You know what I'm saying? Another lyricist, by it's, the way. He's a lyricist, but it's just gangster. Like, you know what I'm saying? He gives you more feeling. I appreciate Tupac because Tupac, you know what I'm saying, gives you more feeling in his music than lyricism. He's passionate, definitely. You know what I'm saying? And he's very, well, we all know that he's very revolutionary in his way. So, so that's it was a the, mixture. That's the type of music that I gravitate towards more so than just an Uber, like, yo, these punchlines is crazy and he's spitting and he's saying this and that. Like, I'm, I'm more so on your passion and how you just, how the song makes me feel and, and, and that sort of thing. Now, let's take a step back from that because although you like the gangster, you do, you are a big, big, big fan of Drake. I am. Drake yeah. is Drake is passionate. Yes. He is not a gangster though. He is not gangster. But he is passionate. But Drake speaks to another aspect of me like he the e, the emo Okay. I think I like Drake for the same reasons I like Joe Button. You know what I'm saying? Because Joe Button typically would be considered a lyricist, but I don't like Joe Button for his lyricism. I like him for his like, you know, raw emotion that he puts into his music and I feel like Drake does the same thing and it's a lot of things that Drake says in his lyrics that resonate with me on a emotional level than more so than you know oh he says something slick and crazy the way that which how you just basically articulated black thought 
as, okay, whether he's a conscious rapper, well, let's call him a lyricist, not even go through the conscious rapper. As a lyricist, you appreciate the fact that he has that ability, Absolutely. but that wasn't, that's not necessarily always your cup of tea because right. this type of lyricist, which there are a lot of lyricists like this out here, whether they're yeah. underground or sign, they lack passion. Yeah. They lack the feel of, okay, I know you're saying some Will Smith, but can you lock, lock me in right. and get me into exactly. you? Because in my opinion, the greatest conscious rapper ever in rap history is not only one that didn't seem like a conscious rapper because of the way he delivered the music, he just got divorced and it's Kanye West. Okay. For me, I think he brought raw passion. Yeah. Is he the greatest conscious lyricist? Like, if you want to compare him to your most deaf, your Talib Kweli's, your right, comments, right, right. your Black Thoughts, it's probably a hell no. He probably want to. He could be on a bottom of that type of totem pole with yeah. those type of lyricists. To yeah. be honest about yeah, that, yeah. if I throw in Pharrell Munch and Royce the Five Nine and Eminem, like, oh my God, you bro, you on the bottom. Right. But his music is better than at least ninety percent of these guys that I just named. Yeah, for sure. He knows how to make music, and he he brings that raw passion. Yeah. Even if it's something, like, yo, I ain't gonna lie. And it's going to sound like a little insensitive, but getting hit by a car does not make me think of how real or unreal you are. Right. But when you listen to Through the Wire, yeah, your, your mind changed on that For sure. Mind changes on that. Yeah. You don't think it's real that you got hit by a car and you got to wear a wire and you got to go through this shit? No. Yeah. Listen to this song. You'd be like, oh, I'm, I retract my statement. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pallet right here. Did we just watch D'Angelo versus himself? You didn't watch it? How does right. it feel? <laughs> How does it feel? Yeah. <laughs> Was he? All right, hold on. Let me just ask the question and we could just, yo. So, so did we just watch D'Angelo versus himself? Okay, so look, I didn't watch it. Hanif knows everything. Hanif, I'm just asking questions. As a person that didn't watch it, you just answer, 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 and give us all the information that you know. First of all, did he have the nerve to wear no shirt like he did in the Untitled uh, video and try to put on a performance that way on a webcam? Did that happen? Nah, because I think he put on some weight, so I think he was trying to cover it up. He had on a <laughs> big uh, knee-length mink. What? Yeah, it was crazy. It was, it was like an oversized joint, too. It wasn't even like... It was like he went to Burlington Co. Factory to the big and tall section and brought a 4X. <laughs> Yo, chill. It was crazy. Chill. So, and then he had on his little derby hat. Oh, no. But then... Under so the, he looked like Black Future. Yeah, under the derby hat, he had on a, a, a stocking cap. Like a real, no, like lady stockings wrapped up. He wrapped his hair. I don't know if, how he got his hair in braids or dreads or whatever, but I'm like, so. <laughs> Did he look like he just got entangled or something? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like he, he sounded good. Okay. So I'm gonna give him that. Like, you know what I mean? When he, whenever he played his songs, but here's the, this is the funny that happened. The very first song out the gate was a song that either he's working on or that's unreleased. Right, right. And as he's performing it, he's like, I want you guys to sing along with me. <laughs> and I'm like, nobody ever heard this song. How are we singing along? How does you it know what I'm But then he went right into his hits. You know what I'm saying? Brown Sugar. Uh, how does it feel? Like, he started doing the hits. Um, then he brought Red and Meth out, which was dope. So that's the 
part. So now look. So it know, went from how does it feel to how high. Right. How about that? <laughs> so look, so it, the title of it was D'Angelo uh, versus Friends. So in my mind or everybody else, we were speculating like, oh, he's going to bring out that whole neo soul. He's going to bring out Jill Scott. Angie Stone, Lauren Hill, oh, that'd be crazy. Anthony Hamilton, Ooh. Music Soul Child. He's oh, going to bring man. out the whole hitters of oh, the hitters. Oh, man. That'd have been crazy. A whole Neo Soul swag. That'd have been crazy. That would have been crazy. I'd love making that I night. was, I was in my... Because I think this whole vibe was going on right when I was like freshman, sophomore in college. So it took me right back to there. And I'm like, oh, this is a vibe. But then he comes out and he says... Hey, it's just me, y'all. Y'all are my friends. Talking about the audience. Hey, yo, I'm saying, we, we buy his album. We are your friends, yo. I'm like, nah, I want to go home now. I'm ready to leave. <laughs> so, so he brought out Red and Meth. Now, I'm going to be honest and admit that I decided after he played his hits, after Red and Meth left, and after he was doing whatever he was doing, I decided to not finish. Apparently, he brought out Her, which I thought would have been a dope little jam session. Yeah. But I didn't see it. Um, but I feel like it also, if I'm being honest, that's, that's something that only D'Angelo could pull off. Because D'Angelo is one of those artists where it's like, yo, you know he's going to give you good music. You know that the vibe is going to be dope. He, he, you know, he can sing, he can write songs, he can do all of this whole eclectic uh, performance. Um, so only he could perf- pull off an event where he's the only artist and he's just showcasing his music and his talent. So I, I did appreciate it for that, but yeah, I, I thought it was a little over the top. Hey, yo, what the f? This is a poly right here. Why do men only get a bachelor party one time before marriage? Shouldn't it be monthly? Wait, what? Think about this for a second. I'm glad you said that. So, why am I in a real relationship with this woman if it's called a bachelor party? I'm still a bachelor technically, huh? You're not married until you're married. So, with all that being said, men. Men, I don't care if you work at Amazon. I don't care if you work for Apple. Start celebrating your bachelorhood. For sure. Do not, and I repeat, do not, do not let no woman put you sunder because you are about to celebrate your bachelorhood. Let me tell you something for a second. All my fellas, it's time for us to focus on ourselves and get your degrees, get your, get your schooling, get your careers, get your money right, for real, for real. Me and Hanif, we'll show you how. We've been there. We'll do it. Because what we want is the next generation of young men to start giving out bachelor parties. I want y'all to do the same thing women are doing right now. I want you to not even think about having a girlfriend until you're 32 years old. Mm. Okay? I want you to go to... to I, want, I want you to go, go, go. I want you to go to the Dominican Republic twice a year. Hey. And then after, after that, you're going to Brazil. And then after Brazil, you're going to Colombia. Then you're going to take a flight to Spain. I want you to see this world before you even worry about your first girlfriend. I need you to party. Mm. I want you to be a bachelor for real. Don't ever, don't even think about being with a woman until you're 34 years old. You're like, what the hell is going on? I'm telling you. I'm telling you because that, think about it. The first and second woman that you be having, you don't even have them 10 years later. Mm. 
You over here going crazy. Oh my God, this woman is beautiful. I'm going to give her balloons. I'm going to buy her perfume that I can't afford. Uh, can't afford. I love being 24. Like 24 was a funny age because that was me. That was me knowing like, yo, when women was asking me to buy him stuff, I would just be like, no. I ain't no, no. What for what? For what? Mm-hmm. We just had sex. It wasn't that serious. Stop. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. No. No, you got what you wanted. I got no. No, we're not doing that. Yeah. And I realized, like, yo, why is all this stuff so transactional? Why can't you just admit and say, yo, you know, I never met a short dude like you. Mm. I never met a smurf like you. I I I want you. I think our upbringing as men, maybe we weren't taught how to really uh, take advantage of our education, how to take advantage of what a career can be, how to take advantage of a career path. But I think that you should do that because imagine you coming out the gate at 24, 25, making 70,000 a year, or even realistically making 50,000, but having a career where after three, four years, that money is going to bump up to 70, you know, whatever the case may be. Right. And now you have real money to play with to find out who these women that you're going to start dating, who they really are. And while you're doing that, again, you're partying and celebrating your bachelorhood. What say you to any of that? Um, I do feel like, you know, we do have to start thinking about what marriage means and what dating means and what relationships means. Like we got to really take a step back and say, because what we're essentially doing in this, in this culture is we're test driving uh-huh. our woman or our relationships. And I think the problem with that is that we start to do marital things in relationships. According to the IRS, because I do taxes, you're single if you're not married. There you go. You know what I'm saying? You have no legal ties to this person until you decide to marry them. As far as like all of the other stuff that we do, like when we start co-mingling funds, we start living together, we start, you know, spending all of our time vacationing together and all of that. Like those are, those should be reserved for a longer commitment. Yes, and because we're taking the approach of like, we're just doing it all up front, when the marriage happens, it's like, what, what's changing? And that's all I was saying in our Gorilla Glue episode with Jasmine. Now, for those who don't know, we didn't have that, uh, that conversation in the episode where we were talking about vacations. Right. And I was saying that I would pay for a fun food, well, fun adventure, all that good stuff. Right. And I said that in the beginning, if I meet a woman and I like her, I'm not taking her out of the country. Yeah. And she was, and Jasmine was like, what? Well, why? Yeah. I don't get it. What do you mean? What do you mean because of Tom? And I'm like, no, Tom as in, I just met you, even if it's six months and we're not married. I I don't want to just, I don't want to, yo, I don't want to give you the world. Yeah. You got to earn that. Just like I got to earn that. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And there's an expectation because like, like, and I, I did some thinking about it. Um, if, if I pay for the vacation, yeah. if I invite a woman to a vacation and I pay for the vacation, I'm going to be honest. I expect that we can take our that relationship to the next level. Sex should be involved. Now, you're never obligated to have sex with anybody you don't want to have sex with. But 
if I am paying for a vacation and bringing you on a vacation, I do feel like we should at least have the rapport where I feel like, you know, sex is on the table. I mean, but when you think about it, that's essentially, I feel like it's on par with what, what, what they're asking. You know what I'm saying? If you just blatantly asking me for, for random cash, yo, could you send me $140 to pay my light bill? I got women that IM me in, in Facebook. Like, yo, can I borrow $50? Right. But, but like, yo, but, but why? But, and, and then on top of it, why say you gonna borrow it when you know good well, you You're ain't gonna get- You're not paying it back. You're not paying it back. So that's what I'm saying. If, 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 if a woman could, that begs the question, if a woman could ask you to borrow or have $50, why isn't it acceptable for you to be like, yo, could you, could you give me some hair real quick? Yo, like you, you could do normal stuff for $50. You could just lick my nipples. You ain't even got to, let me have sex with you. I'm sorry. Y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Give me a nice little, nice little hand job. You could do something different. You know what I mean? It's 50 bucks. Like I'm not even going to sit here and ask for penetration. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even going to sit here and say, yo, lay down. Let me get that missionary. I ain't even going to do that. Like, yo, I want you to lick the tip a little bit. Feel me? It's $50. Like, you got to do something strange for the change, you heard? You ain't got to do nothing the same. You got to do something strange, they say. You know what I'm saying? I want you to lick my nipple while I'm over here at work. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pallet right here. Is, I, is what I don't like, Tom. So, I'm going to hit the button. And then you're going to just tell me what you don't like. All right? And that's what we're going to do. We're going to just do this. We're going to end this off just like that. All right, so again... The name of the game is what I don't like. So when you hear this, you got to let me know what it is that you don't like. I'll start first. I don't like when flat booty women wear leggings with no shirt to cover up the flat part of it. Okay, let me tell you something. If I want to see flat things, I'll go to Ikea. Mm. You go. I don't like when women send news without their face showing. I want you to look at me and let me know that you're thinking about me while you're sending the news. I don't like people that say grand rising in the morning. You know good well you don't tell nobody that in the streets. Think about it. I have never heard nobody in the gym early morning talk about grand rising. Everybody say good morning. Say good morning. I don't like when women judge me by my son. I'm Hanif, whether I'm an Aries or not. Please subscribe and download to the Late Night Flight on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Every subscription helps us towards our efforts in having a career in podcast radio broadcasting. Hey, yo, what the f? This is a pallet right here.